Hey there and welcome back to Eclectish, the podcast today. I welcome you to join me as we take a walk down ancestral memory lane and go back to ourselves. Of course, we're going to take a deep look into the genesis of utilizing water for spiritual and sacred purposes. So grab a cup of tea, which is really just hot water really, so it's very much synchronistic. Something to eat, a warm blanket and sit back whilst I tell you how we came to the regular use of water and how you can bring back its holiness and implement it into your everyday life. Origins. Of course, we cannot discuss origins without taking a look back at all the mythological, historical and even religious past of water. Whether you believe water is the personification of a deity or god slash goddess, whether you believe that the genesis of all was water and it came and was created before anything else, or perhaps maybe you don't automatically link water to one bit of information, but rather just see it as an element of all things. Whatever it may be, I hope you gain some great insight and let's get into it. Now, how different cultures utilize water. Before we get into this, I wanted to clear up some misconceptions about water rituals, mainly because the word ritual can be applied to both positive and negative practices. However, in the case of water rituals, this is like 99.9% of the time positive, at least in most cultures. This is mainly because a lot, if not all cultures, have some sort of celebration or some sort of deed as a means of praising, thanking, and connecting with this particular element. I'm going to go over some of the most popular ways that water is utilized in sacred rituals all over the world to get a good feel of their thought pattern behind these. Then we're going to move on to how you could maybe make a parallel of these at home, should you so wish to. Ancient civilizations. Now, the cultures I'm going to focus on are very, very ancient, and I hope you may resonate with at least one. I will also go briefly over the uses of water for religious purposes, starting with India. Hinduism and Mother Ganga Ma. In India and often Hinduism, there are eight very much important bodies of water that are seen as sacred and utilized for spiritual purposes. Now, you probably have heard of the river Ganges. However, this name is quite deceiving since the river isn't considered just a body of water, but rather an entity. Now, this entity is none other than Mother Ganga Ma, aka Mother Ganges, which is a deity slash goddess whom at one time had been created as the river that flows from heaven. After severe tragedy on earth, on the land, where a king named Bhagirata lost his family to the gaze of an ascetic, which is a hermit, who was meditating and had been disturbed. And because of this, he set his gaze upon this family and they burnt to ashes. Because of this, Mother Ganga came down and placed herself on the land, beginning in the Himalayan mountains, traveling across the entirety of India and Bangladesh, only to end in the Indian Ocean. This covers approximately 1.56 miles in total length, whilst most of the river also has the width range from 1.6 to 8 kilometers, meaning it can hold or contain a total of half a million people together, which is so insane that I can't even picture it in my head. Hindu rituals, the people of India mainly utilize the river for two causes. Number one, everyday cleansing. Because of the sacred properties that the deity bestowed upon the people and the power she has in order to clean and purify, one drop is believed to clean a lifetime of sins. Now, of course, this amount of power is indescribable and because of such immense power, she actually could have completely done away with earth had she just fallen on it. So, in order to prevent that, Lord Shiva, whom is one of three lords that make up the creation of the universe, according to Hindu religion, allowed Mother Ganga to flow through his hair in 
in order to act as a, I guess you could say, a soft landing pad between the heavens and the earth. She then started her journey towards the king through the Himalayan mountains. Now, the second and very much prominent use in Hindu traditions that you may have heard of before is the fact that often there have been reported diseased bodies flowing through the river. Now, of course, in other cultures, this may not seem entirely healthy, which quite frankly, it isn't. However, let's not forget everything has an explanation and therefore a history. Now, the history behind these acts or placing the disease and scattering their ashes in the river, which by the way, people travel entire weeks to do, is for the simple reason that when this deity came to earth to help King Bhagiratha with his diseased loved ones and the tragedy at hand, what she did was take or absorb their ashes and then help the king travel all the way to the Indian Ocean, where she actually then lifted them to paradise, which means she freed them from reincarnation, but rather sent their souls to the heavens. This is where the river is utilized almost as a passageway between living life and the afterlife, and where people travel so far and wide in order to send their loved ones on the greatest path, which would be going back to source without reincarnating again, since that would be considered suffering since they would have to begin another lifetime filled with karma and lessons rather than just freeing their souls and ascending to the seventh heaven with God, which is what they aspire to do instead, which honestly, I can't blame them. So let's get into the other continent. Egypt, of course, as we all know and have heard of, we can't dismiss the famous river now. The longest river worldwide covering over 4,100 miles in total and helping not only ancient Egypt to become the thriving empire it was, but also maintain Egypt as it is today, along with other countries such as Uganda, Ethiopia, Sudan and Burundi, whilst keeping them fertile and very much alive. Now, the Egyptians found many uses for the Nile and the most prominent were traveling, harvesting, selling, bathing, making bricks, and of course, this is where their connections to the gods became even more fundamental. They believed that the Nile was actually what brought Egypt into existence in the first place, through the god Hippa and the goddess Ma'at, whom conceived the river and then bestowed it upon the Egyptians. They would often travel up and down the river through the use of canoes, and here they would carry along their produce, whether it was vegetables, fruits, wheat, flags, or even papyrus. Every year, the river would also flood and therefore bring catastrophic effects to not only the river bank in itself, but also cause chaos in the houses surrounding it. However, the Egyptians didn't particularly look at this as a bad omen, or rather they just saw it as a blessing, since it meant that there was going to be an abundance of harvest coming through later. Now, onto Buddhism. In Buddhism, water is mainly used for cleansing purposes purification and also to connect with the environment and show gratitude for the natural elements. Because the body is made up of practically water in its entirety, they also strongly believe that cleansing the body through drinking loads of water and even using water offerings that they place on shrines is a means of saying thank you. Of course, in many religions, the main use of water is to cleanse yourself and get rid of sin or ill intent energies, but you can also utilize water as a form of initiation or before big ceremonies slash celebrations. For example, whenever you convert to a particular faith, most of them have some sort of either an initiation or a dipping in water, something that will help you, I guess you could say, start anew. For example, in Christianity, it is called baptism. In Islam, it's called shahada. In Judaism, it's tevilah. And finally, in Hinduism, it's called namkaran. They each have a purpose behind the immersion in water. And not all of them characterize as a baptism, but rather an option of connecting with God in the purest way or coming across self-reflection. Now, purity and how you can cleanse. Of course, you may be wondering, well, how can we make or utilize water in more sacred ways? 
or how can I utilize it for a spiritual purpose? Well, here's a list of things that contain water but can excel when you pair it with other tools. Spiritual showers. Now, a lot of us pretty much shower absent-mindedly. We don't pay too much attention to the process, especially if we're being rushed or are already late to wherever we have to go. However, a quick way to amp the cleansing and purifying sense of a shower, you can either add a spray, such as an aura cleansing one, which contains essential oils, which are extremely powerful, of course. Or lately, what I've been doing since I was under some spiritual attack, I took two very powerful showers and I added incense. How? Well, I have an incense tower, which was gifted to me by a dear friend. And this I just place on the floor in a corner whilst I take a shower. I've tried with mainly very aromatic incense. So I did both that contained Palo Santo and Salvia Blanca. The amount of detox, I tell you, was astronomical. It really helped with the whole projection thing because I could literally feel the projections leaving my energy field and my pores, which was insane. Plus, it really mixed well with the heat already emanating from the warm water and it was just divine. Now, spiritual baths. I'm not going to get into the debate between what is cleaner or which one is better with a shower or baths. I think cleansing in general, I support with a passion. However, if you do have a bath, which lucky you, I do think that adding some nice flowers such as lavender, essential oils that may combat whatever blockages or spell work you may be under, plus a few candles can really help not only your body, but your bodies. I'm talking mental, emotional, physical, and of course, etheric. I do feel like cleansing is just so powerful for anyone and everyone and that's why we still practice it in very similar ways millenniums later smoothies and juices are a great way to just kind of just bring the entire vitamin range or the entire vitamin category into one you don't have to eat like three apples and then four pears or you can just put them all in one thing blend them and then just drink it and then forget about it so i think it's the easiest one now drinking other variations of tea rather than plain red black or gray tea personally i struggle with this one to this day mainly because i love tea and even though tea is great the tea that typically we have in the west or the one that is more commercially out there it's not so healthy i think we all know that low-key but we just don't admit it because we're just not used to drinking other types of tea you know so i do think maybe changing it up or switching it up to maybe i don't know buy some herbs make another type of tea mint tea lavender tea which i've been loving recently literally you can pretty much make tea out of all herbs so yeah i would definitely just kind of switch it up every now and then now all of these i've gradually learned about and also gradually got into i'm a person that's very much I guess you could say studious about what goes in and out of my body but yeah I do think that also all of your bodies are interlinked and intertwined so everything is interlinked if you have an issue in your body typically there is a cause for that in terms of your diet when you really do take care of your health and I think that water is a very much is very much a pillar in health in general overall it's in everything so the more water you drink the more water you consume the more the easier it gets plus your brain needs it otherwise it doesn't focus so if you're interested in the link between nutrition and spirituality comment down below and if you want a video on that because I could definitely go hard on that I've learned a lot about it so yeah now let's move on to blessing water and crystals now another thing I do pretty much literally every day and I found helps me and my water intake is blessing my water no matter what I'm going to use it for mainly um whether I'm going to utilize it in my cooking to wash take a shower drink it or even when I'm watering my plants I think repeating mantras in itself just blesses it and personally it leaves me so much more tranquil after I'm going to link a video in the description so that you know what I'm talking about personally I mainly use this as a prayer 
almost, or a sacred way of just kind of turning speech into something useful and high vibrational. You could do this even with aromatic sprays for your household, moon water, whatever it is. Every thought, intention and word you speak is very much powerful and you're going to notice it when you generally use it for the highest good of all. In case you don't know any mantras but you want to do this also or can't seem to come up with one yourself, the one I personally use is Dear Mother and Father, God and Goddess, Angels, Archangels and Sisters and Spirit Guides, Thank you for the abundance of water in our lives, whether past, present or future. Let it continue on through past, present and future. Please cleanse this water from any type of low vibrational, ill intent or demonic energies. Banish these and send them right back to sender by tenfold. Instead, bless it with unconditional love, intuition, health, healing, cleansing, protection, wisdom, intellect, inner peace, inner patience, inner love. Amen. Now, if that's too long and tedious for you, which I can really see how it could be, maybe you will be more interested in using crystals, but for the exact same purpose. I personally use both because I do like to amplify whatever tool I'm using with another most of the time. You can charge your crystals, as we talked about in the last episode, and then either make a grid or a circle, or even just placing it next to your cup and or bottle of water. If you don't have crystals, you can actually place your phone next to it and place some crystal frequencies. My favorite, my favorites are actually from the professional high priest this channel her crystal album is amazing and i do recommend it now if you wish to set an intention on the crystal and the glass cup go ahead some people and i do this when it's a full moon i strongly resonate with fill bottles with clean water and then place a label or sticky paper or even just a plain paper with an intention written on it this could be to bring or attract whatever you want you can also utilize this lunar energy and also the water to banish whatever you don't want i've used the moon water before mainly to save some of my plants because occasionally plants do tell you if there are like evil energies from outside sources because then they start dying all of a sudden and i used it and it worked they're safe and sound and continuously growing lastly I just wanted to express that water is very much a living thing and water literally can absorb energy. If you don't believe this, click in the link in the description and you're going to be amazed. I remember watching that video at like 12 years old and years later still stuck in my mind. Also, if you're finishing a particular cycle of a very much karmic nature and you need a detox or connecting with Mother Gaia and or Source, maybe you even feel a strong link to Atlantis and Lemuria. I would strongly recommend going to a remote place and or beach or lake where there's not many people. Maybe practice some sort of spiritual immersion with an intent to banish, break or completely just renew your energy. If what you're looking for is connecting with other civilizations, maybe ancestors, water can also be a great conduit to do this. Also, I wanted to express that bodies of water often have more negative eons, which can bring very much positive results. Because as humans, we're constantly in breach or very much near positive eons that are in things such as computers, mobile phones, etc. What often happens is that these affect our magnetic field. This then causes drainage, which is why when we're near bodies of water, we're instantly more relaxed, calm, happy, etc. Because the bodies of water balance out our magnetic field with their negative eons, which is why after going on vacation, going to the beach or overall immersing ourselves in these bodies of water is not only amazing for our physical health and our mental health since these can balance out depression symptoms especially in cold water but also it is exactly why after doing or going to such places we often leave with a whole different energy a way of feeling that can last days or even weeks so yes there is scientific research and a backup about it which I'm going to link in the description for all of you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, got some sort of good out of it. Maybe you will also begin to think about how you can combine water with other elements to expand its benefits, not only physically, but also spiritually. If you have any more questions or want to chat about it, 
don't hesitate to contact me at my email. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, leave them below and I'm sending you loads of love, blessings, health and protection. I hope you all have an amazing week ahead and goodbye. <laughs>